0: Hello and welcome to the podcast, it's the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm the editor, Matt Hudson. Uh, Today we're talking about something that all shops deal with in their service sales process, and that is a discussion over price. So much goes into what those services cost, and we've written about many of those factors before. But for this episode, think about discussing price as a representation of the values of your operation, the transparency you provide and the bonds that you build with customers each day with each service. In this episode, editorial director Anna Zek and Dwayne Myers of Dynamic Automotive dive into these ideas behind price discussions. That is what they mean, and most importantly, how customers perceive those discussions that you have with them. Listen in.
1: One of the early things that we talked about is the industry perception by consumers. And obviously that's something that's talked about all the time and kind of can't be talked about enough really because it can be pervasive because there are still some of those quote unquote bad shops out there.
2: Unfortunately, yes.
1: Unfortunately, Uh, which sometimes I feel like I almost forget because we just talk to the good shops all the time. But I thought that's something that was interesting that I noticed in that survey we did of consumers is that we asked if people paid what they anticipated going into the appointment. And the majority of the people said they did pay what they anticipated, uh, which is good. But when we asked what repair shops could do to make them feel more comfortable, price was still one of the number one responses that we got. And I thought that was kind of like an interesting disconnect. And one thing Bryce and I were talking about that makes the repair process and repair shop experience unique is that you're going in and you don't really know as a consumer how much you're going to end up paying. Like you could think you're going in for an oil change and they find something wrong and you have to pay $500 that day or the next week. So there's kind of always like an element of anxiety going into an appointment. Honestly, no matter what, I think.
2: Sure, It could go perfect, but you still don't know.
1: Yeah, you still don't know. Um, How do you... Address that is that something that you keep in mind because I do think that's hard when you're doing that every single day.
2: It it is hard, and the best way you can never get it perfect because everyone's different and what they expect. Because you'll have some people walk in and say, Don't look at anything, just do the old change, and we're like, Okay, I said, but we still look at it, we just don't tell. Um, so there's still a record of. Of the car, unless we look at it and see the wheel is falling off, and we're like, we just just letting you know, you know, the best way we have found to try and calm people down, especially new people that haven't been and don't understand, is, is we tell them this is what we're going to do. You know, first, you know, we welcome them in. We try to to build a rapport. You know, like how did you hear from us? You know, uh, try to find something. You know, even look at their car. You know, do they have kids? Kid seats in there? Do they have stickers from volleyball on there? Find something that you can connect with them in some way. And usually you can, not always, but more than likely you, you can find something. But we explain uh, like our digital inspection piece, you know, we, we do a, a visual inspection, every car for your, for your safety and to see how your car is. You know, there, there's no strings. You, you don't have to do anything, but we want you to know. And we tell them before you do it. You know even if it's free you still don't do it and then tell them you tell them ahead so they're prepared if you have an idea no different than opening another shop or growing if if you have an idea it's coming it's not as bad than if you're just slapped with it because if you're slapped with it and you look at it and it might not be all great you're like what what is this i didn't ask you to do this so you're defensive right away um and a lot of it is the delivery when you look at a car and say it means a couple maintenance items you just don't talk about that and you don't start with that. You start with all the good things you found. You start with the, the good stuff, like your, we looked at your air cleaner, it was good. You know, your, your tires are in good shape. Uh, it probably you for years, um, but we did find that, you know, the transmission fluid, it, it is dark and brown and has a smell to it and it is recommended by the manufacturer to do it this much. Um you try to do things like that where you just don't give all the bad you, you got to show the good with it because one is you want to show the value in the, the vehicle itself and maintaining it you know because they're expensive you, you want to tell them that you know this is good the car's not junk unless it is junk <laughs> Then you know, so then, they
1: probably I, know it's junk if it is yeah,
2: yeah. but you you want to get both stories and i usually like to start off with the good you know because then it means like all right well they're not trying to take me for everything they're, they're, they're trying to show me what what is going on with my car and definitely not a fan of pressure sales at all um, I would rather you know if they tell you no I mean you can ask why that's legitimate you know well, why why is that some some coaches want you to really dig into that I like to talk about it but I, I don't want them to feel pressured because they said no I just want to make sure they're educated which leads me to the the biggest part to me is educating them on the value and the reason why their vehicle needs it. And then is it right for them? You know, mm-hmm. I had young technician, uh, an apprentice that graduated recently, super smart, super good. And his instructors taught him at school to fix the car perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, so as a technician, a lot of them look at it like the car is supposed to be this way. And that's what's perfect. Well, it's not necessarily perfect for everyone. And I went on to explain to him, I said, you know, what you write down with your pen affects people's lives. I said, that could be a single mom or dad that has three kids and they came in for an oil change and you just wrote up a thousand dollar repair where maybe it could only be 700 but you think that we should add this too so it's perfect and not acceptable for this situation i said whatever you do needs to be perfect for it's like the the three c's of this is perfect for the the company the the customer and the car Mm -hmm. the customer has to be in there you got to make sure that repair works in their needs because sometimes you you know it might not be the most thorough repair but it was what was best for that situation Mm -hmm. and He finally started catching on that yes, the instructor was teaching you how to do it perfectly right. And by being a technician, that is probably the right thing, but by being a human and being in the relationship model of helping the community and and keeping them on the road, so you gotta make sure they can still feed their kids too. You know, you gotta have that that balance. Um, Yes, you need to recommend work that's done, but sometimes you can do some things to get it along a little further, cost a little less, and it, and it makes them get by. And, and uh, that's uh, something else that we have to keep up with our technicians and our service advisors. And also they relay that to, to people so they understand. Because um, it's easy just to write everything down, but it has to have. And and nine or ten times, that's fine. But there's every once in a while, you know, you got, you got to take exception to making it work
1: mm-hmm. for everyone. For sure. I think that when we talked last year, I mentioned that the repair shop that I was going to, uh, is a pretty bad experience as far as the guy's like really gruff and the shop looks bad. Um, but I know a lot of people that go to him and I, find him to be super trustworthy. And I think that one of the reasons that I do find him so trustworthy is that he will say, like you said, like, it's okay, we can do this or we can wait another Mm -hmm. few months on this so that when he says like, you should really get this done, I know that he is serious. I I know Mm -hmm. that he's not just trying to sell me on this right now. So I do think that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, I I would. We call it futures, you know, is is give me what has to have, what it should have and what it will need in in those blocks. And some people say, do it all. I don't want to have to mess with it. And actually, a lot of them will do that because they don't want to come back, you know, until until their next service. But they like, you know, people like regiment, especially people that are on fixed incomes, which is ninety nine point nine percent of America. You know, you can't you know, you just can't spend, spend, spend on everything. So. And we like them, you know, in, in blocks or if it saves them money. If you do these things together, it's a hundred dollars less because we're already there and I'll, we'll try to do that as well. But you got to communicate that. You know, they they need to understand that. But I love deferred work because to me, it's a future. You know, it, it's it, that's when your CRM and all can get involved if you want it to and and and, and get them back in the door later. And it depends on you know, why they're choosing not to do it. It might be they think they might want to get rid of the car. Um, that's when it's a higher priced item you say well now's the time to really consider that
1: yeah for sure Mm -hmm. so i wanted to ask and and circle back to what you're talking about education and i do think education is so important uh but one thing as a consumer is that i sometimes it's easy to feel like the serviceizer the technician is taking advantage of the fact that they know so much about cars and I don't know anything to overwhelm me with information about how I need to get this done right now. If I don't, my engine's going to fail. And then I'm going to have to spend $5,000. And for a lot of customers, I think they, that's when they start to get into that mode of like, are they just trying to upsell me? Are they just trying to get this sale or can I actually trust them? Like how do I, as a customer know if they're actually trying to educate me or if they're trying to to just get that sale
2: my first advice probably for one of our team members would be to do more listening than talking at first mm-hmm. um just don't keep spitting out information because they're not saying yes get more from them um they'll be like well i need tires all right well what what is it about tires that you're you like you know is it is it traction is it is it quality of ride? Is it being quiet? You know, there's a lot of questions asked that way. You, you give them what they're actually wanting and looking for. As far as uh, overwhelming them with information, I'm I'm a fan of less is more. Mm -hmm. It's even when you sell work, you know, you start at the top, you start why they came in, always, always why they came in, I don't care if the thing's on fire. You talk about the the headlight bulb was out um, first And, and you just go down the line. And tell them this is what they need and this is how much it is um that's usually how you start so you don't information dump on them because if you go over each thing in too much detail one is you probably won't make the sale because you've confused them yeah it let them ask you questions and by not putting out too much information all at one time and they start asking questions you know it's like running once your brain starts working it it it, it picks up more information and gets more understanding. And it does it at a pace that works for you because you're asking the questions now. So you you know that. And if you're missing something, it can be pointed out. But really is is you start with this much and then let them add the layers. Because if you just bring the whole pie out to them, it way overloaded. It, mm. It's just way too much information. Mm. Um, I never thought of it as too much being looked at that way but i could see it now that you mentioned it um i i just i as a sales tactic it's it's a better way to make the sale because they understand more so to me that probably mean that they trust you more